Uh, okay, that's why. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. What? Mm-hmm. There it is. There it funny. is. Mm-hmm. I was doing the cartoon with the dog. This is a pointer. There it is. There oh, is. yeah, okay, I remember that. There it is. This is a Doberman Pinscher. This is Doberman. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is it me you're looking for? Because we're here for Avengers Spotlight, and I don't know what number it is, but I know the issue we're going to do, and I know Paul is quickly looking it up. So I'll keep no, on vamping. Oh, damn. I was vamping for nothing? Why would I look it up? Because that's the kind of guy you are. You're mistaken about that one. You are mistaken about a great many things, Mr. Bond. Oh, I wish you to die. <laughs> well, hello, listeners. How are all of you today, or tonight, or whatever you're choosing to listen? And for those of you that are slowly trying to go to sleep, maybe I'll just talk real soft, like ASMR, so you can go to sleep listening to the lovely tones of Dr. Bill and Paul Spataro. Low you to sleep. Wake up! Oh my God, you scared me. Because <laughs> you beat me to it, I was going to do something like that. Pay attention, darn it! We're not here to sleep. We're here to talk about an Avengers issue. But before we get into that, do we have any Avengers news other than the fact that Endgame is coming out? And I'm kind of split on the books that are currently coming out, which I'll maybe I'll get into that here in a minute. You got any new Avengers? Jibber jabber. Well, the only Avengers Endgame thing is, I now heard it's three hours and two minutes long. Holy crap! Is there going to be an intermission? I don't you believe know, so. I got a wee wee bladder man. Yeah, that's my biggest problem is the bladder issue because I don't mind it being long. Okay, it's not really that's the problem. It's the problem that I'm going to want to eat popcorn, and popcorn is going to make me thirsty. So, you know, I'm maybe going to eat some popcorn. One, I'm going to run out of popcorn. So somebody's going to... I'm always the schmuck that has to go refill the popcorn because nobody else wants to leave. And every time I leave, I miss the Stan Lee cameo. It's like every time I miss the Stan Lee cameo in Civil War. I miss the Stan Lee cameo in Black Panther. Um, Yeah, I think, think that's the only two I've missed. Darn it, it's just not right. I don't know what to tell you. Pesky kids should just, you know. Get off my lawn. Well, what sucks is that the movie theater has one of those, like, sub stations. Like, they got all the refreshments way back at the opening of the theater. But then there's, like, a little mini one. Like, like, theoretically, I should be able to walk out of my theater, walk a quarter of the distance instead of walking all the way back, and I could get popcorn right there. But that thing is never freaking open. So I gotta walk all the way back to the lobby, and then I gotta try to get you know hope I can. There's not people already in line, 
Because if they are, then I gotta wait. And, oh my god. Maybe they're they just have. They should just have like. You. You. You step out of the theater with your like like save your receipt. They got like an instant popcorn dispenser right there. You just scan your receipt. Print out the print out the popcorn. Dump the popcorn in your bucket and you run back in. Now I I was gonna say they should have like hoses that come down from the ceiling, but then it would block the view of the people behind you. So I'm not that much of a douche and wanting to block someone's view just because I want popcorn in the movie. Or maybe have it pop up out of the floor like in a vacuum tube, like you know, like well no because then it would fly up in the air. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't I'm know what crazy. I'm talking about. And then I don't know. I, I honestly, given a choice. If they said, uh, you know, content aside, it's going to be three hours and two minutes, or it's going to be a nice crisp two hours, I'll take the three hours. But I'll deal with the fact it... that I'll have to go to the bathroom. Why can't we have an intermission? There's movies that used to have intermissions, Gone with the Wind. One of the ones I remember, well, the, well, the two I remember that had an intermission, I think three. I think Dr. Zhivago had an intermission, too. The last movie I saw that had an intermission was Gandhi. Mm. And to be quite honest, I wish I had left after the first half. I can't remember an intermission in Superman years ago. I do not. But I remember watching on, of on, actually on cable, um, watching Ice Station Zebra, and there was an intermission, and they played the intermission on cable, like on AMC or something. And I think that was the first time I had ever encountered intermission. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Why are they playing the theme? I don't get it. Or back in the days when they had an overture. Mm. The last one I can remember with that is Star Trek The Motion Picture. Ah. So, enough about our old man bladders. And, you know, maybe we're going to have to bring one of them bathroom buddies into the thing. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. Yeah. Like a lead that's balloon. Not, that's not buttered popcorn. Ah! <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. So, uh, current Avengers books. Current Avengers books I'm getting are West Coast Avengers. Don't like it. Uh, maybe I'm just an old man because it's a young team. Um... It's got Gwenpool in it, uh, Quantum Kid. I can't. I don't remember what his name is. He he was a uh, no Omega Kid. Um, buh, buh, buh. Hawkeye, the Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, what's the name? The, the one from Young Avengers. Well, the young and the old. Both, both of Hawkeyes them? are all, yeah. Both of them are on the team. Um, America, she's on there too. America Chavez, or Chavez America, I can't remember her name. Marigo Vespucci. What? No. Okay. Pulling all history on me. Um, oh, I can't remember the other kid's name. He's the one that's dating Hawkeye. The female Hawkeye. Oh, I can't remember. And he's... Uh, and then now they brought in Marvel Boy, who's Hawkeye's ex-boyfriend. So it just seems more like a teen book. And Sounds maybe that's like why I'm... I'm just not like some of the things I got a snicker out of were um, at one point they were attacked. Uh, you know, uh, Modoc was actually posing as Brodoc, so he was like really handsome, hunky dude with a slightly bigger than normal head. That sound that sounds actually kind of dumb. <laughs> well, what was well, what it I sounds really like it should be like in a, in a children's. Well, what I liked about it was that he created like he created monsters out of people, and at one point he made Tigra a fifty-foot Catwoman. Well, she was already a Catwoman; he just made her fifty feet tall, and she went kind of bonkers. So they were fighting her. Uh, another thing was there was a pack of land sharks, literal little sharks that ran on land on the beach, and Gwenpool ends up making one a pet, like a baby land shark. So I, I get a little chuckle from that, but that's mainly from, you know, I'm getting a chuckle from the old Saturday Night Live skits. But outside of that, a few things. Uh, one of the other things that I did interest me was they introduced um, 
like a Masters of Evil for the West Coast with a couple of their old nemesis, like Graviton, or is it, I won't say. So, eh, but yeah, just not feeling the love of the book. So, eh, kind of hoping it's going to wrap up soon, like most Marvel books do nowadays. We throw out 12 issues or something, and then we just relaunch again. It's the modus operandi which i think is going to happen because guess what guess what there's a new avengers book coming called the savage avengers you know who's going to be on that team uh wolverine yo yep yep and i believe venom the punisher maybe someone else and conan nope 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 yep conan's there why is that because right now conan is currently in the Week the yearly thing I guess that Mark Wade does or the uh, what is it No Road Home uh, yeah I think No Road Home last year was No Surrender which kind of ties into the book we're doing tonight because it involves the Olympian gods and the goddess of night uh, that Zeus imprisoned and broke her soul into pieces and hit it and ah uh, blah 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 so it's. <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to give too many things away. It's more interesting. It's more interesting than the regular book is for me right now, because I do. It, it's, however, you you must be invested with the story from last year and the ongoing story. Remember way back when Kirk sent us the or, or introduced us to the like the point. What was it, like the 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2, or what was it, 4 point? The ones that took place in between a book. Yes. In between. So that's kind of where that whole thing kicks off, went into another little series and another series. And this is the, oh, by the way, this particular series is weekly. So, and they did the same thing last year. They did a weekly series. So, you know, I'm getting one a week. You know, Grix is just another way to pump more books out on you. Wonder why? Uh, wonder why comic book stores are going out of business? Yeah, because it's a failing model. Mm. You know, I just don't see any young people in comic book stores anymore. I mean, I think my LCS would have already been out of business if he hadn't spread out into selling other uh, things that turn over quickly and could create a profit. You know, getting on the latest trend, hero clicks, pops, uh, manga. You know, other things, unfortunately, I see sitting in there for quite a while, certain showcase books and uh, statues. That's something that unless you get somebody walking in or specially ordered, those things are going to sit there and tie up a lot of your your capital for your company. You know, because if you buy a $400 statue for 200 or even $100, until you move that hunk of junk you're tying up that money in it and you can't, you know, do other things with your business. Not that I'm a business major, but I kind of know how some things work. <laughs> there's, there's a certain just innate logic to it. So I can't argue with you. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think the other Avengers book is the regular series, which um, the Avengers are now living inside a hollowed out celestial Ew. Wasn't that already? Wasn't some of the Guardians? Well, no, that was nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I know it was the head. I don't think it was the whole body. Now this, is a, this is like a celestial that was like buried inside the Earth, which supposedly is. You know what? If somebody wants to tell me I'm wrong and I misinterpret it, great. Send in an email. The way I interpreted it was that. There was a celestial imprisoned imprison inside the Earth, and that's kind of where are the bases of all the superpowers have come from, kind of leaking out of that celestial, to, to sum up the long and short of it. So these celestials came back, prompted by Loki, um, dug the celestial up, they fought, they fought, yada, 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 boom, Black Panther's in charge, they're living inside the celestial, the Black Panther has created his own, like, uh, agents of Avengers or agents of Wakanda and they go on and gather intel for the Avengers and uh, let's see right now the Avengers they're fighting vampires and Blade is now an Avenger or was joining the Avengers and Dracula was portrayed as a big wimp 
Um, but it's not the Dracula of like the Gene Colon Dracula. It's more like a cross between the Gene Colon Dracula from Tomb of Dracula and the aged looking Dracula from the, what is that, Francis Ford Coppola movie? Oof. Yeah, like that kind of like. Oh, Bram Stoker's not, Dracula. Bram Stoker, yeah, not the big, not the big boofy hairdo, but take age him that way, but keep the old hairstyle and the cloak and everything. The Mr. Burns Dracula. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes, yes. And then, uh, I mean, that's kind of been resolved, but then it's not because. Uh, long story short, I know I've said that a few times. Uh, Dracula was faking it, and. Because he was seeking asylum in Russia from the Shadow Colonel and his vampiric forces who were trying to destroy certain vampires and take control. And they wanted to get Dracula. But then it turns out the Shadow Colonel... Spoiler! Beep, beep, beep. Spoiler! Beep, beep, beep. Go ahead. 30 seconds. Shadow Colonel apparently was actually Dracula's son. It was all a ruse just to get Dracula into Chernobyl. That's right, folks. Chernobyl. To where he's creating, uh, I guess, a new vampire kingdom because nobody goes there. And at least, hey, again, that's what I got out of it. Because even though it's a quick read comic, I couldn't spend enough time to sit there and absorb it. So, that's my current State of the Avengers by Dr. Bill. One, I don't care when it ends. Two, enjoying it, which would be the weekly... Three, the regular book, eh. Uh, four, Savage Avengers, eh. eh. We'll see. Oh yeah, so in the in the yeah in the No Road Home or whatever, Wanda gets displaced in time and goes to the age of Hyboria, Hibernaria, or age of Aquarius, whatever. And she's blind. Well, she's not blind, but she can't use her eyes because uh, Nyx, the goddess of night, whatever, uh, infected her eyes, so she can't she can't like basically she has to blind she has to cover her eyes so that uh the goddess of night can't see what's going on and conan saves her from some thieves and then and of course of course they almost kissed because why because everybody's attracted to wanda <sighs> but they did surprise me and that she's like no no because wanda's with brother voodoo now oh yeah brother voodoo's on the savage avengers too it's just too convoluted. This is why I just read old stuff that I enjoy. And then Wanda is also, uh, uh, at one point, Vision gets destroyed or hurt, and she's like, Fish! Like, she still has feelings for him. I'm like, whatever. You know, stop making Wanda seem like she's just a flighty, that she's flighty and wants to just go from man to man and can't make up her mind. To me, that just belittles her character. So... Anyway, yep, that's my take on the current current state of Avengers. And that's the way it is. Get off my soapbox. <laughs> so what are we covering tonight? Today we're covering Avengers Volume 1, which I'm happy to just say Volume 1, number 100. And I, I, I suggested this one, and I had kind of forgotten it at the time, because I was thinking that it was a... Uh, a one-shot, but it's actually the third part of of a storyline. Yeah, it's weird. Um, well, one more quick thing. I guarantee you we will never see another Avengers 100 because they will never let it get... Well, one, they still use the legacy numbering now on the new books, too. So, like, even when a book comes out, issue five... It's like Legacy 7-0-whatever. So we'll never see another one labeled as 100 because they'll never let a volume go that long. Um, but also, I apparently never read this book before. <laughs> it's Not really? I'm surprised. Yeah, no, no. I, I was like, because the first, when I opened it up, I'm like, wow, I don't remember this at all. I remember things that happened before and after it, but I think this was one of those ones that I needed for a long time and never could find. And then when I found it, I had already read the stuff prior and after. 
so I think I just threw it in the collection. Like, I think I opened it, flipped through it, and just didn't read it. Because when I opened this, I'm like, wow, I don't remember any of this at all. Well, it, it's not... For an anniversary issue, it's not one of the more memorable ones, to be honest with you. The biggest thing about it is the fact that up to that point, they get everyone who had been an Avenger uh, to make an appearance, including the Swordsman, who uh, mm-hmm. at that point had only appeared as a villain, but had tricked his way onto the team. Um, I do have a note in my book about this. This story marks the fourth time that the entire past and present Avengers roster has assembled does it give does it tell you when yes it does it says it's okay so this is the story marks the fourth time after previous instances in avengers one through two obviously five 63 and 64 now i need to see what happened in 63 and 64 well hold on i'll tell you because I can flip back a few pages. 63 is... Uh, looks like when... Hmm. I, see, I don't remember the Hulk. It was just like the Monarch... Back. Well, yeah, I don't know. Does it say the Hulk is in here? I don't see the Hulk at 63. Hmm. No, see, I don't... I don't know. You can't believe everything you read. Because... Yeah, I don't think the Hulk is in it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, 63 was, uh, I think, when Hawkeye became Goliath. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm trying. I'm I'm looking through the uh, you know the digital copy of it, and I'm trying to see if maybe if there's like a cameo or something. But I'm I'm just starring the Hulk. I'm not seeing special appearance by the Hulk. Well, this book. Our credits for this book. Oh, did you have any other generalizations you wanted to say, or uh... no? Not really. That that kind of covers it. Alright. So, Roy Thomas is our scripter. Barry Windsor-Smith as Barry Smith uh, does pencils, partial inks, and cover inks. Joe Sinnott also does partial inks. Sid Shores does partial inks. not sure who Sid Shores is. I don't really... I'm not that familiar with I'm familiar with the name. I'm really not familiar with his work. Hmm. John Costanza, as John Costa, is on letters, and Stan Lee is the editor. So our cover basically has one of the big Avengers Assemble shots. We basically, and it says, Avengers Assemble, and we do mean assemble, as all the Avengers are here, the Black Knights in the background, the Vision, Iron Man. Not the Swordsman. Well, that's because he had to be the surprise. Yeah, he is. Where? He's right under the cap's armpit, dummy. Oh, yeah. Look at that. He's he's silhouetted. Yeah. You're right. Just a little bit enough to see the little thing on his head to identify him as a swordsman. That's pretty clever. <laughs> I didn't spot that until you made me look for it. And I didn't spot it until you told me it was there. Yes, yeah, so we got everybody. Hulk. Black Panther, Hercules, Hercules, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Thor, Hawkeye in his uh, hot pants outfit, and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, zip it in the front. I liked it better when when being an Avenger was a little bit more exclusive than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So this cover is not bad, but it's not, I mean, I mean, it's, I don't know. Does it look kind of color formish? It's, it, it looks to me, I'm, I'm okay with the placement of all the characters because, you know, there was a purpose to it, to try and include everybody. 
but some of the detail work looks like I don't know. It just it's not that it looks like it's lacking. It just looks slightly off. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying it very well, but I don't really know. This is just some. It sh- it just feels like it should be better than it is. Yeah. It's like there's almost more detail, like the Hulk, Captain America, Black Knight, is horse Aragon, Aragorn. They look. To me, they look highly detailed. So Hulk, Cap, and the Black Knight. Vision, yeah, okay. Now then you get to Iron Man, Hawkeye, Thor. Thor's got the feathered hair look. Yeah, he's got the Farrah Fawcett look before there was a Farrah Fawcett look. They look kind of middle of the road detailed. Ant-Man and the Wasp, maybe a little bit of the same. But then you get to, to Hercules, Scarlet Witch, and the Black Panther. Well, and obviously the Swordsman. But he's more purposely supposed to be that way, so you don't notice him. But those three almost look like there's really no detail on them at all. Now, that may be indicative because of the Black Panther's mask and the way he was drawn then. You don't really get a lot of details. But there's not a lot of details on Wanda or Hercules. And aside from their headbands you know, their headdresses and headbands and his beard, you wouldn't really know that's... Like, there's nothing distinctive to make them look like who they are. And even Hawkeye looks a little weird in the face. He almost looks like a John Byrne character. Like like the John Byrne style we would see later years. It's Like I said, I like it but there's something that I'm just not... It's off, and that's kind of the way I feel about a lot of this book, and I think some of that's because of the rotating anchors. Now, look at the wasp's wings. What's going on there? Is that supposed to be showing like that they're fluttering quickly, or is she supposed to have all these little stringy things coming off of her? I think it's supposed to denote motion lines, that they're moving up and down. Then why aren't, but, why aren't the ant's wings doing that? Uh, they're gliding. And if she's riding on an ant, why are her wings going? Uh, added lift. <laughs> yeah, the owner's kind of short, too. It just looks a little weird. I think that's the angle. The angle Man, is well, I don't know. Thor's got a really long arm. You want to see a long, long arm, Otis? <laughs> Oops, I snorted. I did hear that story. That may be showing up again after the uh, closing credits. <laughs> so, uh, you, you want to read the synopsis? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit broken because I'm going to read the um, I'm going to read the beginning and then stop and do the flashback and then read the rest because that's kind of where the story goes. So. The Black Knight, aided by Rick Jones, sends a message urgently summoning all available Avengers, all past and present Avengers Avengers members, even the long-estranged Hulk, soon assemble at Garrett Castle, where the Knight explains how how Ares and the Enchantress have used his ebony blade to conquer Olympus, targeting Earth and uh, targeting Earth and Asgard next, with Hercules as their captive. And now we will pause and go into the flashback. The Ebony Blade and the Enchantress both land on Olympus. Thump. Dimensionally displaced after a recent battle with the Avengers. Ares seizes the blade and forms an alliance with the Enchantress. Dedicated to conquering Olympus, Asgard, and Earth. Wow, it's like I've just heard that from somewhere else. They invade the Temple of the Promethean Flame, killing its guardian. And Ares tries to destroy the flame with the Ebony Blade. The interaction of the Mystic Blade and Magical Flame turns the flame to crystal. And does the same to all the other true Olympian gods. Why? Well, plot. Except Ares himself. As a half-human demigod, Hercules escapes the transformation, albeit with his power halved, halved, halved. And Paul knowing me, 
probably knows I was going to mispronounce albeit. But I got past that. Ares and his minions capture Hercules and hurl him off Mount Olympus, mocking him with a poem about their imminent conquest of Earth and Asgard. Hercules falls for six days and six nights. I can still see my house from here. It's still up there. I regret nothing. I'm still falling. Surviving when he lands on Earth, but losing his memory. Now, they also uh, go into the flashback about Ares forms the Warhawks, and his invisible barrier prevents Thor from entering Asgard, which was in Avengers 98. And Kratos and Baia battle the Avengers and abduct Hercules in Avengers 99. So, back to the regular synopsis. As the Avengers strategize, their one-time member and long-time foe, the Swordsman appears and offers assistance, having eavesdrops on the team's radio messages and followed them. The Avengers accept his help, and Thor leads several teammates to Olympus, while the other Avengers remain behind to guard Earth. During the Olympian battle, a centaur fells Iron Man, Vision saves Thor from a mystical attack by taking the blast himself, and Thor says the team was foolish to question Vision's character recently. Meanwhile, a horde of Olympian demons serving Ares pours through a portal into London. Oi, governor! But the Earthbound Avengers and the city's inhabitants repel the invaders while Hawkeye prevents a satyr from musically abusing him. I mean, mesmerizing the heroes. Back in Olympus, Thor fells Kratos and Baia, helps the Black Knight defeat Ares, and reclaim the Ebony Blade, and freeze, boy, that's a run-on run sentence, and freeze Hercules, while the Hulk subdues the demons fleeing back to Olympus from Earth and prevents the Enchantress's escape. The transformed Olympians are restored, and Thor and Hercules join forces to seal Ares' portal between Olympus and Earth. The end. Bum, ba -da -bum, bum, 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 bum. But we'll get to that when we get to the end of the book. Alright. Opening splash. Now this is Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, I like this pic this image. You don't? I do. Oh, I was going to say. Very much. I was going to say, for me, the first... Basically, the first chapter of this book looks like one person inked it. Well, at least not the first chapter. At least where the title of the book, what, whatever gods there be, and then there's a change in the style. So, like, the first four pages, I think, were inked by somebody else. Maybe, well, maybe Joe Sinnott inked this, or maybe Barry Windsor Smith inked himself. See, but normally I like Joe Sinnott's inks, so I don't know. So yeah, the old opening page is the Black Knight flying in on the horse. And you know what? If you can draw a horse, I think you could draw anything. Because I've always heard that horses are one of the hardest things to draw for the anatomy and such. That is a good-looking horse, but we don't really see a lot in the way of anatomy because of the angle. Yeah. Like, we're not seeing a lot of musculature in it. Yeah, but look at that face. I mean, it's a horse with wings, too. Why the long face? <laughs> so, yeah, he's flying into uh, Garrett Castle, and which is in the background. And I uh, that that's a really nice shot. It's a Zipatone like castle. Well, it is a Zipatone. It's got a bit of this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, no, 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 because wouldn't Zipatone have the little dots? Those you don't can. look like the regular Zipatone. Oh, there's different kinds. Oh. Oh, I stand corrected. So, next we see Cap coming in, and, and the last, okay, one, two, the five panels of Cap, the one on his face, his eyes look like really big, maybe just a hair too big, Don't do you, do you think? Yes, I hadn't noticed that, but yes. His, his pupils are dilated. I mean, his pupils are dilated, his eyes just look big overall. Like they're bulging out of his mask, but outside of that, I got no no big griefs. 
I like the... It's a nice sequence of, of a stealth uh, approach by him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's falling through the treetops, he's swinging, and uh, it says, and now it begins. They arrive gleaming at hypersonic speeds, and we see Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Black Panther. And I like that they actually draw the Black Panther's eyes. Mm-hmm. And not just a white dot. They're flying in, uh, or silently shimmering on gossamer wings, and we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. While 4,000 miles distant from the English countryside, a grim-voiced youth barks clear coordinates which span an ocean. And the hearers respond each in his own unique way. Some there. More approaching and Quicksilver, Iron Man, the Vision, and the Hulk. Yeah, and I think everybody looks good. What do you think of that shot of the Hulk? It's... It's different. I think he looks more real there, more real world, and a little bit less cartoony. Yes. Yeah, because he's got a lot of shading. He's got a lot of, uh, like, his face is very... Um, Detailed. Like, you could... Well, 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 yes, but it's more, like, if your face was angry, you've got the anger, like, the f- like there's lines on on the forehead. There's, you know, the eyes are squinting. He looks angry. He just doesn't look like a cartoon idiot. But, uh, yeah, they're all either flying above the trees, through the trees, around the trees, ah, but the Hulk just smashes through the trees. And next, we they all meet outside the castle. So now the inking here looks different. A little bit, but it's still... It's still... I still think it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then when the Hulk smashes the tree again, I think that looks pretty good. Because they've all been drawn here, and Hulk doesn't even know. How did Hulk get a radio transmission? Yeah, he says he was drawn there. Well, he does say he was drawn there. And the others are are ready to fight him when he first shows up. Captain America says, I had the Hulk summoned here to England as an ally, not as a foe to be hounded or harassed. But... How he was contacted, I don't know. He says, Hulk heard voices in head, told him to come here. Well, Hulk is here, now what? But they don't really explain how, you know, what did he have, the Scarlet Witch kind of do something? I don't know. It was the plot. And now we go into a double, a two-page shot that really, to me, is a mishmash. Uh... I like the Hulk sitting back in the darkness on the stone under the tree. I think Iron Man looks fairly good. I think Wanda, again, looks like a possible John Byrne-type drawing, but not a good one, as does uh, the the Wasp. The Vision looks... Eh. Wasp looks Hawkeye. like a teenager. Who? Wasp looks like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye looks... Good, but we're only seeing him from the back, so it's an interesting shot. Not everybody's like standing, facing the camera, so to speak. It's um, not sitcom seating. No, Cap's, Cap's Cap Shield is exceptionally small. Well, Cap, to me, the worst the worst char- characters drawn on the page are Cap, Thor, and the Black Knight. I just don't think they look good. Thor, in particular, to me looks. I don't know, like his body language looks strange and he doesn't look big enough. Well, as does the Black Knight. He's like, he looks, it's weird. It just doesn't, I don't know. See, it seems like such a drastic change. Now, it's my understanding that Barry Windsor Smith did all the pencils. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know what happened with this particular, like, who did that page. And then the next few pages are still very... The next few pages go into the flashback of uh, where um, the Black Knight tells them how Ares... Oh... Since, like, back in issue 84, where Ares was... um, Well, what is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this just talks about the flashback and how Ares finds the sword because they thought the sword had been lost 
in the well at the center of time, but it wasn't. It came here. He found it. He did his badness. Now, this art through here, these panels are really small, so it's kind of hard to get details. Um, but it's, it's not like it's a surprise who they're talking about, although they leave it as a surprise. They made this, like, gee, there's this guy here with a mohawk. <laughs> who could that be? Well, that's kind of like what it was like. Like I said, this is the third of a three-part story. And the first part, you know, Ares is uh, going by the name Warhawk. And he's... Well, he created a group called the Warhawks. Yeah, and he's creating, like, like social unrest and violence. Yeah. Which, I guess, goes to the th theory that he's the god of war and he's causing this. But, I don't know, it just seemed kind of silly. Yeah. He's walking around with his oh. mohawk, and he's got, you know, a shirt with a fist on it. Uh, it just, I don't know. It didn't really grab me. you got to remember, this is also, this is coming off the Kree Scroll War. This is the first storyline after that, because that ended in 97. You know, I'm going to have to go back and read 98 and 99 again, because Barry Windsor Smith also was the artist on those. Tom Sutton did the inks. In one of them, and Sal, Sal Shema did the inks in another. Hmm. Curious to look at those again. But uh, he meets up with the Enchantress, and does the, the Enchantress look like Ursula Andress at the end of page eight there? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, wow. Uh, well, she's, hmm. she's also dressed in red, which I've never seen otherwise. I know. she. The color scheme is completely threw me off, too. It's like, shouldn't she be green? It's not easy being green. And then we cut to a fight between um, uh, da, 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 Hercules and Phobos with a very bored Zeus looking on. <laughs> well, I guess if you're, you know, an eternal god, things get kind of boring. Yeah, I guess. But, so, but uh, Phobos is saying Zeus shall rock with laughter. <laughs> Zeus couldn't be more bored. So for, for great boredom with all things eternal and ephemeral. What is that word there, Bill? Ephemeral. Ephemeral. Very good. Wow. Where did I lay, lay upon the brow of Zeus that day? Throw. You throw a hyperboil at me and I just crumple to the ground, but you smack me in the face with ephemeral, and I'm there, baby. And whoever does, whoever, if you think I'm mispronouncing a word I did, it should be hyperbole. Listen to Listen to the Prophets to find out more. But Ares is gone to fight the. Uh, oh, who is this guy? Du, 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 the Guardian. Oh, yeah, the Guardian. Uh, Titan who guards the flame the eternal flame. and reports yep. to none save Zeus. Yeah, I almost think I've seen this guy before. You know what? You know what? I know what he looks. I know what I thought. Why I was confused by this. I thought it looked like one of those Iron Man things he fights. What is it? The Dread Knight or the Dreadnought? That's what I. That's why I was looking at this, going, "No, wait, what? Huh? Okay, I knew that's what was confusing me." So, meanwhile, Ares uh, beats the Titan, plunges the the blade into the flame. At the same time, Hercules is fighting Phobos, and oh my God! He shatters Phobos into pieces. Gone. Or Phobos was turned into crystal. Yeah. And I have and I have slain him. Whoopsies. Bad, bad Hercules. He looks around, oh my god. Everybody's everybody's crystal. Attacked, Attacked by, by, the, by the yellow crested titans. Who remind me of uh, Billy Idol reject? <laughs> they remind me of on on the Popeye cartoons when he went when he fought Sinbad the Sailor and he fought the two headed thing. Even though this isn't really a two headed thing, but 
It just feels yeah. like it. Yeah, because at some points, they almost look like they're one body when they're fighting Hercules. And one of them gets a sock in the eye, but then they, uh, yeah, they pin him down like he's a little baby. So we baby man. So Ares is revealed as the one who has, who's behind everything, and they take him to the edge of Mount Olympics and uh, sing him the, uh, <laughs> sing him the, the song. The, the 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 poem when when opes the gate which once was lofty peak when slays the sword which wizard formed to save then worlds shall quake to hear the war god speak and earth and asgard evermore be slave yeah terrible terrible lyrics we have a little montage Page, and you see Ares and his warhawk get up there. Mm-hmm. I hope that guy's right next to Ares is playing a flute and not eating a cucumber. <laughs> I seem to remember that character returning in the first story arc in Champions, as like the the guy with the flute. Yes. Hmm. I could be wrong. But I thought he was kind of like a, uh, you know, a, a follower of, of Ares. Yeah, so we're given shown the whole thing about creating a barrier between Asgard and um, to keep Thor from entering Asgard, and ah, uh, eh, you know, oh wait, the PDF suddenly shrunk down to nothing, and I can't read. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, that's right, because this whole thing was told to them by the Black Knight's ancestor. And this is where the swordsman just swings on in after hearing everything. Now here, oh, well, now all through this, the art has been okay. Sometimes better, sometimes not. Um, some really detailed and some, I don't know, again, is this, you know, people tag team in the art? Because now we kind of get back to a little bit better art it seems more would you want to say the house style paul yeah i, I would say that it's, it's not as detailed as the opening of the book and it actually looks a bit more cartoony especially the one where they're on the on page top of page 14 it really looks like the house style because um where they're all getting ready to fly off or whatever the hulk more looks now looks more like a, a hulk you'd see in a hostess twinkie ad <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're definitely on the money with that. I, I think, uh, well, I think we, we've, we've now seen a, a change in anchors. Yeah, like this is almost like a third style now because first we had the really detailed, then we kind of went in a mixture, and now like a few were kind of floundering, but now it seems we're into a different. This could be, do you think this is Joe Sinnott? It doesn't look, you know, because when I think of Joe Sinnott, I think of the Fantastic Four. And it doesn't mm. look like the Fantastic Four. It still has, like, if you look on, uh, if we're on page 14, right? If you, yeah. If you look at the middle panel, like Ant-Man's face, it still has that, like, subtle detail to it instead of, you know, really clear. Um, mm. That doesn't but look like Joe Sinnott to me. I don't know who... So do you think we're back to, to Barry Windsor Smith, or is Barry I, Windsor Smith pen pencils... Coming out through Joe Sinnott inks, That's or, possible. or the other, or the other person. I can't remember who is it, Mister Mister Shores. It could be Shores. Sure yeah. I don't know, but it's, that would be my guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I the book just was like a little bit. I don't want to say it was jarring, but I kept noticing the changes in the art. And it wasn't taking me out. It was just, it was just something I really noticed more than usual. Yeah, and I, it's something that I've noticed more in the last few months or the last year or two from doing the show. And you know, as we go over stuff, and then you know, it just becomes so obvious that now 
I find myself looking for it more. Mm-hmm. Whereas I used to just kind of, you know, blissfully go along without noticing. Yeah. So and so, you know, now now when we go from page page fifteen isn't bad. Uh, we get Iron Man gets taken out by a centaur. And and now uh, just just for the record, they are on Olympus. Yes. Yeah. They centaur apparently has some sort of like a gun. <laughs> That could take out Iron Man. Boom, 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 boom. He bounces along the ground. Okay, now we go to page 16, and we are totally in some other style of art. And it is more so really sticks out when you get to the bottom of it. And that, to me, is just... Crazy-faced Enchantress? Crazy-faced, cross-eyed Enchantress. Right? Yeah. She almost looks like she's cross-eyed. Yeah, it definitely, and the, and the backgrounds. If you look, and you know, for the most part, the backgrounds are almost non-existent, with the exception of the first panel, really. The first first panel and the fourth, fifth, excuse me. Yeah, but it's not. It's not good. I don't. It's just not as good as it was. No, it's not. And uh, we get the this vision. Steps in, yes, uh, the vision steps in front of the blastment for Thor. What is he? Did he do a jazz hand and just <laughs> block that spell? Yeah, pretty much. Ow, my hand! But it, but, takes but, but it took his whole body out. It only hit his hand, but, it, but yeah. then he's unconscious on the next panel. And then, oh my god, what the hell is that in the middle of the page? <laughs> that Captain America. The Captain America. It's Captain America Wanda. doing the scream. <laughs> and the Black Panther's like peeking over his shoulder. What's going on? Looks like he's leaning on him. Oh, and Wanda just looks all evil. And just like, I'm noticing the coloring too. It it feels like they went too. Like, there's no subtlety to the coloring. Look at Swordsman's costume. I mean, it's so dark. So much darker than it ever is. Purple! Yeah. Not just purple, it's. Holy crap, it's purple! And even like the backgrounds. You know, you go from one, you know, one's pink, one is yellow, one is tan, one is red. It, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, it's like when we came out of the, because prior to the flashback, we had some nice, steady, not muted, but they all met at night and things were kind of subdued with the coloring. And then they went in the castle, and and they had this weird lighting, you know, to show like a, a brazier of fire. And and then we went into the flashback, and we when we came out of the flashback, it's like color. <laughs> <laughs> We've got color, and we're gonna use it everywhere. Oh my god! And then we go to England, and we get attacked by demons. And of course, Andy will love this. God, those blokes are fighting our fight. <laughs> All right, then let's help them, lads. Yeah, the Bobby is holding them back. Get back, get back. Nothing to see here. Ah, uh, yeah. So they're fighting the demons that they've let loose uh, onto the earth. I always like when, I mean, in the first panel on page 18. I always like when Quicksilver t- like rolls his body into a ball and just kind of bounces into people. That's his that's his offensive move. Ow! 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 Like bouncing ow. boy from the Legion of Superheroes. I mean, doesn't that hurt him? You would think, Unle- I mean, he unless should... he's like the Flash, and when he's using his super speed, he's got some sort of like protective barrier around him. Uh, that's true. He could, he's hitting them so hard, so quickly, and it barely even registers on his body. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then, then you like at the bottom on the bottom left panel, uh, Thor is hitting one of the. Uh, uh, I don't know what what you call the Titans. It, Maya the Titans. And, uh, and it's but, like the panel is almost indecipherable as to exactly what's going on there. He's throwing a punch, but you can't even tell like what angle his body's at. What? What exactly is Punch is hitting into? 
is 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 Thor trying out for like what is it the unlimited re- uh, wrestling federation? For the god of the rolling thunder, the yeah. lord of the living lightning. Oh yeah! <laughs> Just hit him. Shut up. Uh, where be thee, the unholy Ares? Where be he who sought to set ablaze the torch of nuclear war? He's he's whispering softly, Titan, softly. Let's retrace our steps and the way we did come. Cause I'm just a baby. Ah, but the Black Knight comes in. Give me my sword. And now it likes we've changed. Looks like we've possibly changed inkers again. Because the detail seems to have picked up, especially on Thor's face. And we don't seem to have cross-eyed people now. Yeah, it does seem... It seems a little cleaner. Like, I would think this is Joseph. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Because I could almost see that Thor being Reed Richard-like. I could see Reed Richards in that face. Thinking back to some of my other readings of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, oh, the, the, the more closely wait, I'm looking there's an at ad. There's an ad that says, invite your friends over for a haunting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Only a dollar. Like, that would go over nowadays. <sighs> Back to the battle. So, of all people, the, the uh, Black Knight is the one taking on Ares. Well... I think it's because he's got he's trying to get the sword and he thinks he's got a connection or he has a connection to the sword perhaps. And uh the whole cares music. Hey, yeah, he just wanders off. Hello? <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, he's doing the Scott Gardner hello. Hello. <laughs> so meanwhile Thor picks up the battle with Ares. Which is a little bit more of a, a, a uh, closer yeah. battle. Well, because basically the Black Knight got his butt handed to him. But then while Thor is not- fighting him, he takes uh, a lance and shoots Ares from the ba- in the back. Okay, okay, but not only did Ares take out the Black Knight, he took out his horse. Yeah, the horse is laying unconscious on the ground, too. You know, actually the Black Knight's kind of laying under the horse. <laughs> the horse is going, oh god, I've had such a day. Yeah. <sighs> So, yeah, he hits him in the back. And uh, down goes Ares. Down goes Ares. And he just, Ares just kind of is like, uh, almost looks like he's throwing the blade to the Black Knight instead of being knocked down. Do you see him? He's kind of like, here. He's like giving it up finally. I'm trying to think. Did the Enchantress ever wear red? Not that I can recall. This is the only one I remember. The Enchantress wore red. She's dancing. That that doesn't work. So, so you know, in light of, I guess, what happened, the uh, demons start to leave. But they're they're walking on top of the Hulk to get away. (laughs) Huh. Why do you step in Hulk's face? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a great Oops. piece of dialogue. That's a mistake. Of course, why the Hulk wouldn't just smash them at that point would be on me. Oh, but he says, he says, but Hulk is glad you did it, for now at last Hulk has an excuse to hit! Yes. Well, I'm sorry, our time is up. Have a good night, everyone. So then and Michael Thor, Thor releases Hercules. He uses his hammer. Shattering his wrists. Oh, sorry. He uses his hammer to, to, <laughs> to uh, release the chains that bind him. Hercules unbound. Oh my god, and we are back to somebody horrible inking because <laughs> I those don't even look like Thor and Hercules, other than the fact that they're wearing their clothes. These could be two cosplayers. It looks one like a guy scene out of even... like a what the Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's just bad. <sighs> so then uh Oh, yeah, Iron Man shows up after being blasted by a centaur. Don't ask people. Believe me, don't ask. (laughs) 
Yonder lies the gateway through which the war gods' hordes did invade Midgard. Still I hear no sounds of battle drifting therefrom, but merely the sweet, most <laughs> unnatural sound of music. And basically the Hulk is sitting on all the demons and he's got uh, the Enchantress. I don't know. He doesn't really have her by the throat, but he's holding, oh, he's holding her hand. Hulk. Ha, ah, Thor is glad you have come. What? Wait a minute. Somebody, oh, look. Ha, Thor is glad you have come, Avengers. That should say Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because that makes no sense. That's a mistake. I mean, unless you want to say, ha, glad Thor has come. Yeah, if he said Hulk is glad Thor has come. Yeah. And then it says, Hulk didn't find much fighting in this place, just pretty tunes and pretty girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Enchantress is like, help me. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> Leave the sorceress here where Hercules may turn her over to to fast reviving Zeus. Now, why wouldn't Thor take the Enchantress back to Asgard? Why would he leave her in Hercules' care? Well, I guess, you know, thinking Zeus is going to punish her. Zeus has no jurisdiction. I don't know. I'm just... I'm Perhaps Odin will extradite her. Extradite oh, We have an extradition treaty between Olympus and Asgard. You know. Ah, uh, yeah. So then the, uh, Thor and Hercules have to both punch the doorway to Olympus in order to close it. Of course, how that happens, I don't know. Science! Okay. No, no science! So then uh, the Bobby comes over and says, right. And I'd like to respect that moment, Yank. But I'm afraid I got me a sergeant down at the station who'll be wanting to report on what happened to you. So if you'll just tell me where that old in the air led to or what all the to-do was about. My bad-wilging friend in the words of an armor-clad philosopher, don't ask. Do, 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 what? do. And when you read that, I didn't hear an English guy. I heard Bill Murray as the uh, as the caddy in uh, caddy sh- as the groundskeeper caddy shack. I was I was I was caddying the other day for the, the Dalai Lama. The flowing robes, just... very impressive. He was gonna, he was going to stiff me. I said, "Hey, Lama, I want a little something, you know, uh, for the effort." He said, "Oh, there'll be no money, but when you die, you'll get total consciousness." Anyway, the Mighty Avengers and our Litton Letters page will be back next issue. Enough said. That's it for Avengers 100. Kind of a letdown, in my opinion. E- yeah, a little inconsistent. The sum of the story... So uh, the story, the story is almost negligible, and the artwork is inconsistent. I think the best thing going for it is the cover. And even that's kind of middle of the road. It's better than middle of the road, but it's hit and miss a little bit. I mean, there's really parts of this book that are really good. And then they're not. Well, I, I think it's also a victim of them trying to squeeze too much in to try it so that they could have all the Avengers that existed at the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let me give the, shall we give the cover a grade together? Um, I mean, it's a hundredth issue. We've got all the Avengers. Now that, I think it kicks up a notch now that we noticed that the Swordsman was on there. Yeah, I think uh, that's pretty all. clever, actually. Um, well, wait a minute. I mean, really, the Swordsman didn't have much to do in this story anyway. No, but he appears. Yeah. So, I'm going to be give it a B, a begrudging B minus. I'm going to just do a straight up B. I'm going to say it should be an A, but it's a but it's a B. Mm. Um, interior. interior art. Ugh, well, if you take the good and the bad, the facts are lying. Oh, sorry. Um, See, the first four pages are, the first four pages I really like, five and six, I had, 
split decision because some look good, some look bad. Before the flashback, the half before the flashback is good. In the flashback, not so much. Uh, nah, but even then, it doesn't pull it up really that much at the end. I, I'm I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a C minus for art. Okay, I'm going to go a little better than that. I'm going to say a C plus. I think it's very inconsistent, but I think there's some stuff in it that makes it worthwhile. Just the same. Hmm. Uh, and the story. I guess they were wrapping up the other lines, you know, the other storylines, and uh, I like the idea of them all getting together, but we don't really understand how the Hulk got there, so, and it seems like a lot was, like you said, a lot was shoved in here for the sake of shoving it in. C. Uh, the whole story just feels like an excuse to get them all together. I'm going to agree with you on a C on that. Overall, I'm going to give the book a B minus because I'm going to be generous that I like the cover and I like some of the artwork. Yeah, B minus, C plus, yeah. So. so that's it for Avengers 100. Tune in next time when we'll be covering a different book. <laughs> maybe we'll cover something new. Okay, right. No, maybe not. If we do, it'll be quick. (laughs) All right. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. In a recently discovered early draft of Avengers Volume 1, number 147 and 148, writer Steve Englehart appears to have been planning to go a different direction than what actually saw print. Enjoy now the Mighty Bins Players! Avengers Spotlight! The Avengers and Squadron reappear on the Squadron's world. Their fight is broken up by the arrival of the Army and President Rockefeller, who wears the Serpent Crown. Turning so insubstantial that he is virtually invisible, Vision snatches the crown from Rockefeller's head and in a quick football-like move hands it off to the Scarlet Witch. Wanda, catch. This arcane obscenity is in your province. I have it, darling. I have it. Now, Mr. President, call off your men, or behold the power of the Scarlet... Oh, shit. Oh, my God! 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 O